Welcome to the Daily Walk Podcast, brought to you by Walk Through the Bible. The Daily Walk Podcast is a daily devotional that will guide you on a life-changing journey through the Bible in one year. Join us every day to hear the entire Bible in a year, alongside a daily devotional thought that will help bring God's Word alive for you. Today's Daily Walk devotion comes from 1 Chronicles chapters 10-16. through 16. Think of 1 Chronicles as a sort of divine commentary on the book of 2 Samuel, a second volume covering the action-packed life of King David. With the passing of Saul, the new shepherd king assumes the throne and promptly establishes the new capital in Jerusalem, the place around which virtually the entire history of the nation will revolve. Along with his new capital, David selects a corps of mighty men who will support him during his reign. David next attempts to return the Ark of God to its proper place, a task that proves more difficult than anticipated. But when at last the Ark safely resides in Jerusalem, David leads the nation in a celebration of praise. And now let's listen to 1 Chronicles chapters 10 through 16. 1 Chronicles 10. Now the Philistines fought against Israel. The Israelites fled before them, and many fell dead on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines were in hot pursuit of Saul and his sons, and they killed his sons Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua. The fighting grew fierce around Saul, and when the archers overtook him, they wounded him. Saul said to his armor-bearer, Draw your sword and run me through, or these uncircumcised fellows will come and abuse me. But his armor-bearer was terrified and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When the armor-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died. So Saul and his three sons died, and all his house died together. When all the Israelites in the valley saw that the army had fled, and that Saul and his sons had died, They abandoned their towns and fled, and the Philistines came and occupied them. The next day, when the Philistines came to strip the dead, they found Saul and his sons fallen on Mount Gilboa. They stripped him and took his head and his armor and sent messengers throughout the land of the Philistines to proclaim the news among their idols and their people. They put his armor in the temple of their gods and hung up his head in the temple of Dagon. When all the inhabitants of Jabesh-Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul, all their valiant men went and took the bodies of Saul and his sons and brought them to Jabesh. Then they buried their bones under the great tree in Jabesh, and they fasted seven days. Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord. He did not keep the word of the Lord and even consulted a medium for guidance and did not inquire of the Lord. So the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David, son of Jesse. 1 Chronicles 11 All Israel came together to David at Hebron and said, We are your own flesh and blood. In the past, even while Saul was king, you were the one who led Israel on their military campaigns. And the Lord your God said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will become their ruler. When all the elders of Israel had come to King David at Hebron. He made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel as the Lord had promised through Samuel. 
David and all the Israelites marched to Jerusalem, that is Jebus. The Jebusites who lived there said to David, You will not get in here. Nevertheless, David captured the fortress of Zion, which is the city of David. David had said, Whoever leads the attack on the Jebusites will become commander-in-chief. Joab, son of Zeruiah, went up first, and so he received the command. David then took up residence in the fortress, and so it was called the city of David. He built up the city around it from the terraces to the surrounding wall, while Joab restored the rest of the city. And David became more and more powerful because the Lord Almighty was with him. These were the chiefs of David's mighty warriors. They, together with all Israel, gave his kingship strong support to extend it over the whole land as the Lord had promised. This is the list of David's mighty warriors. Jashobiam, a Hakmonite, was chief of the officers. He raised his spear against 300 men whom he killed in one encounter. Next to him was Eleazar, son of Dodai, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty warriors. He was with David at Pass Demim when the Philistines gathered there for battle. At a place where there was a field full of barley, the troops fled from the Philistines. But they took their stand in the middle of the field. They defended it and struck the Philistines down. And the Lord brought about a great victory. Three of the thirty chiefs came down to David at the rock at the cave of Adullam, while a band of Philistines was encamped in the valley of Rephaim. At that time David was in the stronghold, and the Philistine garrison was at Bethlehem. David longed for water and said, Oh, that someone would get me a drink of water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem. So the three broke through the Philistine lines, drew water from the well near the gate of Bethlehem, and carried it back to David. But he refused to drink it. Instead, he poured it out to the Lord. God forbid that I should do this, he said. Should I drink the blood of these men who went at the risk of their lives? Because they risk their lives to bring it back, David would not drink it. Such were the exploits of the three mighty warriors. Abishai, the brother of Joab, was chief of the three. He raised his spear against three hundred men whom he killed, and so he became as famous as the three. He was doubly honored above the three and became their commander, even though he was not included among them. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, a valiant fighter from Kabziel, performed great exploits. He struck down Moab's two mightiest warriors. He also went down into a pit on a snowy day and killed a lion. And he struck down an Egyptian who was five cubits tall, although the Egyptian had a spear like a weaver's rod in his hand. Benaiah went against him with a club. He snatched the spear from the Egyptian's hand and killed him with his own spear. Such were the exploits of Benaiah, son of Jehoiada. He too was as famous as the three mighty warriors. He was held in greater honor than any of the thirty, but he was not included among the three, and David put him in charge of his bodyguard. The mighty warriors were Azahel, the brother of Joab, Elhanan, son of Dodo from Bethlehem, Shamath the Herorite, Helez the Pelonite, Ira son of Ikish from Tekoa, Abiezer from Anathoth, Sebekai the Hushathite, Hai the Aohite, Maharai the Natophathite, 
Heled, son of Benah, the Netophathite, Ithai, son of Ribai, from Gibeah in Benjamin, Benaiah the Parathonite, Hurai, from the ravines of Gash, Abiel, the Arbathite, Asmaveth, the Baharamite, Eliaba, the Shalbanite, the sons of Hashem, the Gizonite, Jonathan, son of Shaggi, the Herorite, Ahiam, son of Sakar, the Herorite, Eliphal, son of Ur, Hefer, the Mecharathite, Ahijah, the Pelonite, Hezro, the Carmelite, Nerai, son of Ezbi, Joel, the brother of Nathan, Mibhar, son of Hagrai, Zelek, the Ammonite, Nahari, the Barothite, the armor-bearer of Joab, son of Zeroi, Ira, the Ithrite, Gareb, the Ithrite, Uriah the Hittite, Zabad son of Ali, Adonai son of Shizra the Reubenite who was chief of the Reubenites and the thirty with him, Hanan son of Makkah, Josaphat the Mithnite, Uzziah the Astrathite, Shema and Jeel the sons of Hotham the Arorite, Jediel son of Shimri, his brother Johah the Tizite, Eliel the Mahavite, Jerabai and Joshaviah, the sons of Elnam, Ithma, the Moabite, Eliel, Obed, and Jaseel, the Mezabite. 1 Chronicles 12 These were the men who came to David at Ziklag, while he was banished from the presence of Saul, son of Kish. They were among the warriors who helped him in battle. They were armed with bows and were able to shoot arrows or to sling stones right-handed or left-handed. They were relatives of Saul from the tribe of Benjamin, Ahiezer, their chief, and Joash, the sons of Shema, the Gibeathite, Jeziel, and Pelet, the sons of Asmaveth, Berakah, Jehu, the Anathite, and Ishmaiah, the Gibeonite, a mighty warrior among the thirty who was a leader of the thirty, Jeremiah, Jehaziel, Johanan, Jazabad, the Gadarathite, Eluzai, Jeremoth, Bealiah, Shemariah, and Shephatiah, the Harufite, Elkanan, Ishiah, Azarel, Joezer, and Jeshabiam, the Korahites, and Jola, and Zebediah, the sons of Jeroham from Gedor. Some Gadites defected to David at his stronghold in the wilderness. They were brave warriors, ready for battle and able to handle the shield and spear. Their faces were the faces of lions, and they were as swift as gazelles in the mountains. Ezra was the chief, Obadiah the second in command, Eliab the third, Mishmana the fourth, Jeremiah the fifth, Atai the sixth, Eliel the seventh, Johanan the eighth, Elzabad the ninth, Jeremiah the tenth, and Machbani the eleventh. These Gadites were army commanders. The least was a match for a hundred, and the greatest for a thousand. It was they who crossed the Jordan in the first month when it was overflowing all its banks, and they put to flight everyone living in the valleys, to the east and to the west. Other Benjamites and some men from Judah also came to David in his stronghold. David went out to meet them and said to them, If you have come to me in peace to help me, I am ready for you to join me. But if you have come to betray me to my enemies, when my hands are free from violence, may the God of our ancestors see it and judge you. Then the Spirit came on 
Amasai, chief of the thirty, and he said, We are yours, David. We are with you, son of Jesse. Success, success to you, and success to those who help you, for your God will help you. So David received them and made them leaders of his raiding bands. Some of the tribe of Manasseh defected to David when he went with the Philistines to fight against Saul. He and his men did not help the Philistines because after consultation, their rulers sent him away. They said, It will cost us our heads if he deserts to his master Saul. When David went to Ziklag, these were the men of Manasseh who defected to him, Adna, Josabad, Jediael, Michael, Jazabad, Elihu, and Zelathai, leaders of units of a thousand in Manasseh. They helped David against raiding bands, for all of them were brave warriors, and they were commanders in his army. Day after day, men came to help David until he had a great army, like the army of God. These are the numbers of the men armed for battle who came to David at Hebron to turn Saul's kingdom over to him, as the Lord had said, from Judah carrying shield and spear, 6,800 armed for battle, from Simeon, warriors ready for battle, 7,100, from Levi, 4,600, including Jehoiada, leader of the family of Aaron, with 3,700 men, and Zadok, a brave young warrior, with 22 officers from his family. From Benjamin, Saul's tribe, 3,000, most of whom had remained loyal to Saul's house until then. From Ephraim, brave warriors famous in their own clans, 20,800. From half the tribe of Manasseh, designated by name to come and make David king, 18,000. From Issachar, men who understood the times and knew what Israel should do, 200 chiefs with all their relatives under their command. From Zebulun, experienced soldiers prepared for battle with every type of weapon to help David with undivided loyalty, 50,000. From Naphtali, 1,000 officers together with 37,000 men carrying shields and spears. From Dan, ready for battle, 28,600. From Asher, experienced soldiers prepared for battle, 40,000. And from east of the Jordan, from Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, armed with every type of weapon, 120,000. All these were fighting men who volunteered to serve in the ranks. They came to Hebron fully determined to make David king over all Israel. All the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. The men spent three days there with David, eating and drinking, for their families had supplied provisions for them. Also their neighbors from as far away as Issachar, Zebulun, and Naphtali came bringing food on donkeys, camels, mules, and oxen. There were plentiful supplies of flour, fig cakes, raisin cakes, wine, olive oil, cattle, and sheep, for there was joy in Israel. First Chronicles 13 David conferred with each of his officers, the commanders of thousands and commanders of hundreds. He then said to the whole assembly of Israel, If it seems good to you, and if it is the will of the Lord our God, let us send word far and wide to the rest of our people throughout the territories of Israel, and also to the priests and Levites who are with them in their towns and pasture lands to come and join us. Let us bring the ark of our God back to us, 
for we did not inquire of it during the reign of Saul. The whole assembly agreed to do this because it seemed right to all the people. So David assembled all Israel from the Shehor River in Egypt to Lebo Hamath to bring the Ark of God from Kiriath-Jerim. David and all Israel went to Bela of Judah, Kiriath-Jerim, to bring up from there the Ark of God the Lord, who is enthroned between the cherubim, the Ark that is called by the name. They moved the Ark of God from Abinadab's house on a new cart, with Uzzah and Ahio guiding it. David and all the Israelites were celebrating with all their might before God, with songs and with harps, lyres, timbrels, cymbals, and trumpets. When they came to the threshing floor of Kidon, Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah, and he struck him down because he had put his hand on the ark, so he died there before God. Then David was angry because the Lord's wrath had broken out against Uzzah, and to this day that place is called Perez Uzzah. David was afraid of God that day and asked, How can I ever bring the ark of God to me? He did not take the ark to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house for three months, and the Lord blessed his household and everything he had. 1 Chronicles 14 now Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messengers to David along with cedar logs, stonemasons, and carpenters to build a palace for him. And David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and that his kingdom had been highly exalted for the sake of his people Israel. In Jerusalem, David took more wives and became the father of more sons and daughters. These are the names of the children born to him there, Shammuah, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Elpalet, Noga, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishama, Beliada, and Eliphalet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David heard about it and went out to meet them. Now the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of God, Shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, Go, I will deliver them into your hands. So David and his men went up to Baal-perazim, and there he defeated them. He said, As waters break out, God has broken out against my enemies by my hand. So that place was called Baal-perazim. The Philistines had abandoned their gods there, and David gave orders to burn them in the fire. Once more the Philistines raided the valley. So David inquired of God again, and God answered him, Do not go directly after them, but circle around them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move out to battle, because that will mean God has gone out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as God commanded him, and they struck down the Philistine army all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. So David's fame spread throughout every land, and the Lord made all the nations fear him. 1 Chronicles 15 After David had constructed buildings for himself in the city of David, he prepared a place for the ark of God and pitched a tent for it. Then David said, No one but the Levites may carry the ark of God, because the Lord chose them to carry the ark of the Lord 
and to minister before him forever. David assembled all Israel in Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the Lord to the place he had prepared for it. He called together the descendants of Aaron and the Levites. From the descendants of Koath, Uriel, the leader, and 120 relatives. From the descendants of Merari, Azariah, the leader, and 220 relatives. From the descendants of Gershon, Joel, the leader, and 130 relatives. From the descendants of Elizaphan, Shemaiah, the leader, and 200 relatives. From the descendants of Hebron, Eliel, the leader, and 80 relatives. From the descendants of Uziel, Aminadab, the leader, and 112 relatives. Then David summoned Zadok and Abiathar, the priests, and Uriel, Azariah, Joel, Shemaiah, Eliel, and Aminadab, the Levites. He said to them, You are the heads of the Levitical families. You and your fellow Levites are to consecrate yourselves and bring up the ark of the Lord, the God of Israel, to the place I have prepared for it. It was because you, the Levites, did not bring it up the first time that the Lord our God broke out in anger against us. We did not inquire of him about how to do it in the prescribed way. So the priests and Levites consecrated themselves in order to bring up the Ark of the Lord, the God of Israel. And the Levites carried the Ark of God with the poles on their shoulders as Moses had commanded in accordance with the word of the Lord. David told the leaders of the Levites to appoint their fellow Levites as musicians to make a joyful sound with musical instruments, lyres, harps, and cymbals. So the Levites appointed Heman, son of Joel, from his relatives, Asaph, son of Berechiah, and from their relatives, the Merarites, Ethan, son of Cushaiah, and with them their relatives next in rank, Zechariah, Jaziel, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Unai, Eliab, Benaiah, Masaiah, Mattathiah, Eliphalehu, Mikniah, Obed-Edom, and Jael, the gatekeepers. The musicians, Heman, Asaph, and Ethan, were to sound the bronze cymbals, Zechariah, Jaziel, Shemiramoth, Jehiel, Unai, Eliab, Masaiah, and Benaiah were to play the lyres according to Alamoth, and Mattathiah, Eliphalehu, Mikneiah, Obed-Edom, Jael, and Azariah were to play the harps, directing according to Shimoneth. Kenaiah, the head Levite, was in charge of the singing. That was his responsibility because he was skillful at it. Berechiah and Elkanah were to be doorkeepers for the ark. Shebaniah, Joshaphat, Nethanel, Amasai, Zechariah, Benaiah, and Eleazar the priests were to blow trumpets before the Ark of God. Obed-Edom and Jehiah were also to be doorkeepers for the Ark. So David and the elders of Israel and the commanders of units of a thousand went to bring up the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord from the house of Obed-Edom with rejoicing, because God had helped the Levites who were carrying the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, seven bulls, and seven rams were sacrificed. Now David was clothed in a robe of fine linen, as were all the Levites who were carrying the ark, and as were the musicians, and Kenaniah, who was in charge of the singing of the choirs. David also wore a linen ephod. So all Israel brought up the ark of the covenant of the Lord with shouts, with the sounding of ram's horns, 
and trumpets and of cymbals and the playing of lyres and harps. As the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michal, daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David dancing and celebrating, she despised him in her heart. 1 Chronicles 16 They brought the Ark of God and set it inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And they presented burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before God. After David had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins to each Israelite man and woman. He appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord, to extol, thank, and praise the Lord, the God of Israel. Asaph was the chief, and next to him in rank were Zechariah, then Jaziel, Shemaramoth, Jehiel, Mattathiah, Eliab, Benaiah, Obed-Edom, and Jehiel. They were to play the lyres and harps. Asaph was to sound the cymbals, and Benaiah and Jehaziel, the priests, were to blow the trumpets regularly before the Ark of the Covenant of God. That day David first appointed Asaph and his associates to give praise to the Lord in this manner. Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell of all his wonderful acts, glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength, seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done, his miracles and the judgments he pronounced. You, his servants, the descendants of Israel, his chosen ones, the children of Jacob. He is the Lord our God. His judgments are in all the earth. He remembers his covenant forever, the promise he made for a thousand generations, the covenant he made with Abraham, the oath he swore to Isaac. He confirmed it to Jacob as a decree, to Israel as an everlasting covenant, to you, I will give the land of Canaan as the portion you will inherit. When they were but few in number, few indeed, and strangers in it, they wandered from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another. He allowed no one to oppress them. For their sake he rebuked kings. Do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord, and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy are in his dwelling place. Ascribe to the Lord, all you families of nations, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Tremble before him, all the earth. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, The Lord reigns. Let the sea resound in all that is in it. Let the fields be jubilant and everything in them. Let the trees of the forest sing. 
Let them sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Cry out, Save us, God our Savior. Gather us and deliver us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name and glory in your praise. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. David left Asaph and his associates before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord to minister there regularly according to each day's requirements. He also left Obed-Edom and his 68 associates to minister with them. Obed-Edom, son of Jeduthun, and also Hosa were gatekeepers. David left Zadok the priest and his fellow priests before the tabernacle of the Lord at the high place in Gibeon to present burnt offerings to the Lord on the altar of burnt offering regularly, morning and evening, in accordance with everything written in the law of the Lord which he had given Israel. With them were Heman and Jeduthun and the rest of those chosen and designated by name to give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Heman and Jeduthun were responsible for the sounding of the trumpets and cymbals and for the playing of the other instruments for sacred song. The sons of Jeduthun were stationed at the gate. Then all the people left, each for their own home, and David returned home to bless his family. Here's your daily devotional thought for today. No man is an island, and very few are peninsulas. It is difficult and often dangerous to attempt to stand alone without the support of others who share your convictions and your commitments. Today's reading devotes 78 verses to the naming of David's mighty men, his trusted friends, confidants, bodyguards, and counselors. In short, the backbone of his kingly court. Without them, David might never have risen to the greatness that he would ultimately achieve. Even though his role as king was unique in the nation, God never intended David to function as a sole performer in the palace. Perhaps you will never rise to the place of power and prominence of King David, but everyone can be a mighty man or woman in the life of another person. Think about those who exercise leadership over you, maybe your pastor or your boss. First Chronicles 11.10 says David's mighty men gave him support in his kingdom. Can that be said of you in your support of your pastor or your boss? What are one or two ways you can do something mighty for them this week? Thank you for joining us today for the Daily Walk podcast from Walk Through the Bible. Be with us tomorrow as we continue our life-changing journey through the Bible in a year. Love this episode of the Daily Walk podcast? We'd love for you to rate and give us a review on iTunes or Google Play. Make sure you subscribe so you won't miss an episode as we walk through God's Word together. For more resources to help you live God's Word, visit walkthrough.org. That's W-A-L-K-T-H-R-U dot O-R-G. Walk through the Bible. Take a walk. Change the world.